As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Firm.com. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Your home of the best pens coverage, WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Well, today we got good news and bad news. The good news is that the PGA intends to resume on June 11 with a tournament in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, the process of playing golf kind of lends itself to social distancing. So I'm not sure this is the first domino falling when it comes to the return of big-time sports, but here's hoping. The bad news is, sometimes they're saying large gatherings won't be safe till 2022 at the earliest. Let me repeat that because... It kind of lingers, doesn't it? Some scientists are saying large gatherings won't be safe till 2022 at the earliest. Uh, yeah, okay, but by 2022, sports will be out of business. A lot of stuff will be out of business. Tell me where the hospitals are currently overrun. Tell me if the curve isn't flattening. Because originally, those were the goalposts, and now they're being moved. It's not time yet to get back to normal, but it's got to be time soon. First for sports without crowds, and then at some point bring back the crowds, unless everyone is content with the moving of the goalposts, and we got to go with a vaccine or a cure. Unless you want society to be changed forever, because that's what we're looking at, an isolationist society. Idle hands will be the devil's workshop. They always are. We'll have to have arranged marriages. So much of this is manipulation for the sake of political intrigue. Look, I want sports back. At some point, there's going to be a game. If there is, I'll go and watch it. Might stop at a restaurant or a bar after. And if I go home and die, then I go home and die because right now I'm sitting at home and just waiting to die there's like what a 99.5 percent chance you won't get coronavirus and if you do there's a 99 percent chance that you'll survive what's being reported ain't so much about going on what's going on it's is about fear it's about spreading fear that's the way i feel if you don't like it f off but what's going on now is about spreading fear for the sake of political intrigue. 
It ain't time to go back yet. Make no mistake, ain't time yet. But it shouldn't be that far off. This is the Mark Madden Show. It's day 35 of sports being held hostage. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can at me via Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Tonight, uh, on this very radio station, we rebroadcast Game 2 of the 2016 Stanley Cup Finals against San Jose. That's right here tonight on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Today, April 15, is the anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster at Sheffield, England. Uh, 96 Liverpool FC fans went to a football match and never came home, uh, having died in a crowd crush. Uh, my thoughts are with them and those affected. Uh, at Liverpool FC, it's a family, more so than the supporters of any other sports team. I can absolutely promise you that. So that's good news about the PGA, although I'll believe it when I see it. At some point, you got to weigh risk versus reward. Between unemployment and boredom, we could become dystopian in a hurry. If you think it's bad now, wait till after the NFL draft, because then it is death valley for sports. And at some point, we're going to run out of virtues to signal. But... Like I keep saying, the athletes, the players, they could be a problem because if they're scared of their own shadow like most people are, they won't want to return unless things are 100% safe. I I saw a discussion between Ron Cook and Ed Bouchette, uh, Cookie from the Post-Gazette, Ed from The Athletic, and they say no sports till the crowds are back. They say if it's not safe for the crowds, it's not safe for the athletes. That's a bunch of crap. They couldn't be more wrong. You can isolate the players. You can quarantine the players. You can get them from point A to point B. You can check them out all the time. On a football roster, there's 50-some-odd. In a stadium, there's 70,000. It's totally different vis-a-vis keeping it safe for the crowd versus keeping it safe for the players. You can easily do sports without crowds and not too far off. I would think. Now, the athletes may not feel the same way, but uh, then they don't get paid. Look at WWE. People make fun of them because they got declared a essential business in Florida, and obviously that was a political deal that got made because Vince McMahon has stroke uh, with politics, but they're running live shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in empty arenas, And the staff is minimal, but people are traveling to and from Florida to do those shows. And COVID-19 is not running rampant through the company. So whatever they're doing, real sports ought to look into doing. And I want to make clear again, now is not the time to come back, or even May. But if the curve flattens, you have to weigh risk versus reward. Because you're talking about changing society forever. People say, oh, the jobs will come back, sports will come back, no matter how uh, long it takes. Are are you sure about that? Because I'm not sure about that. You can't bring back the people if they die. People die all the time. Ain't nobody ever got brought back. You got to die something. And like I said, it ain't time yet, but that time ain't far off to weigh risk versus reward. 
Uh, there's one thing I want to make crystal clear. I'm still not going to watch golf. Only game in town or not. Uh, again, i got to give UFC and WWE some credit in a twisted way. They never stopped. Once you stop, it's hard to stop. UFC and WWE never stopped. And like I said, COVID-19 is not running rampant through either of those companies. Uh, Trump has a panel of people to advise on restarting the economy, and it includes most of the people who run major sports, the commissioners and whatnot. See, a big problem with all this is each side, left, right, Dem, Republican, however you want to characterize, each side thinks it's always right and thinks the other side is always wrong. That precludes any possibility of cooperation or working together to solve this. This pandemic could not have happened at a worse time politically in American history. Ronald Reagan, for example, was a polarizing president, but the country wasn't fractured when he was president. It could still rally. Now it can't. Everyone is creating fear in hopes of affecting the other side negatively. At this point, some of you are thinking, hey, fat ass, stick to sports. But that's the problem. There's no sports to stick to. But here's good news. Domino's is hiring. Yep, they did a commercial proclaiming that we're hiring. So if you were some uh, guy who owned a small business and maintained it all your life and worked your ass off and now this is putting you out of business, don't worry. Domino's will let you deliver pizza. It would be kind of ironic if you owned a pizza shop that went under. I was intrigued to learn yesterday that Mel Kuyper Jr. eats a pumpkin pie every day for breakfast. And I find myself wondering, where does he get it? Like Giant Eagle or the local equivalent? I think Mel lives in Baltimore. Because Giant Eagle has really good pumpkin pie. And does Mel put whipped cream on it? And how much? Mel Kuyper Jr. has never written a check. I assume his wife pays the bills. Unless he shows up at the gas company every month with a fistful of cash. Uh, Mel said Joe Burrow could succeed in Cincinnati. Mel was citing Boomer Esiason and Kenny Anderson as evidence. And when the Bengals had good teams in 81 and 88, boy, there must be LSD in that pumpkin pie. And now that WWE has been declared an essential business, boxing is looking to have fights in Florida. Florida is a COVID-19 hotspot, but Florida will now become the sports capital of the United States. By the way, the Arizona governor said the state would gladly host all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Before you get the idea I'm canonizing WWE, I'm not. They fired a bunch of people today. Well, fired wrestlers, furloughed producers, and they didn't need to. They didn't need to. They're not doing that to stay in the black or stay out of the red. They're doing that to maintain an obscene profit margin. So a Kurt Angle who was producing matches among those let go. Uh, you know, uh, Kurt's one of my guys. I'm sure he's not broke, but uh, I'm equally sure he'll get a job. I don't know, maybe back at WWE once this blows over, but just yeah, just a lousy thing, uh, frankly, for Vince McMahon to do. Uh, the Korean Baseball League is ready to start. Uh, they took every they take every player's temperature coming and going for for training, and the players wear masks on the field. They wear masks on the field. At least they won't have to hide their mouth with their glove when they talk. The economy is open in Korea. They figured it out. 
after being shut down last month. Uh, Dak Prescott says he didn't have a party. He just had a small gathering, under 10 people. Oh, that's okay then. I believe the virus takes a head count before it spreads. Uh, Dak doesn't yet have his long-term deal with the Cowboys. He hasn't yet signed his franchise tag either. And the controversy in Dallas is that Dak isn't going to be part of the off-season conditioning program. First off, Dak doesn't have to. He's not a Cowboys employee currently. Second off, if you can't go to the program, there is no off-season conditioning program. It's whatever each guy chooses to do at home, out of sight of those who run the team. Troy Pulamalu never came to the facility back when. He worked out in SoCal in the offseason, and Troy did okay. We got a bunch of crap going on today. We got Mark Caballi on to talk Steelers draft at 3.30. We got Dejan in the 5 o'clock hour. Here's a nice thing Ben did. Uh, ben bought a bunch of gift cards to uh, local businesses out in his neck of the woods, and then he had his kids run around the neighborhood and put the gift cards in neighbors' mailboxes. That's cool for the neighbors. That's cool for the businesses. Uh, that's a great move by Ben Roethlisberger. But then again, damn it, Ben, you're virtue signaling. 412-333-WXDX. You'll like the next segment. I had a Twitter fight with Zach Banner. Uh, this- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You get a bunch of dorks, dinks, and twits. Is this Mark Madden? My mouth is watering just talking about it. DX at 105.9. Go Ron with Zach Banner today on Twitter, the backup lineman for the Steelers. He went on the radio earlier today with uh, Adam Crowley and Wes Ewer, and he tweeted, quote, in less than five minutes, I will be on a radio show with a couple unathletic adults, unquote. So I replied on Twitter, I've seen you play. That makes three of you. And of course, being a typical self-important NFL jabroni, uh, Banner got his knickers in a twist. He replied, Mark, I'll lay your ass out. Don't play with me. To which I replied, ha, sure you will. What, you can tell a joke, but you can't take a joke? You're awful self-important for a backup. And then he said, Mark Madden is like that kid who was picked on by that jerk high school quarterback and specifically said he wants to be a sports journalist just to be able to crap on that QB 10 years later. To which I replied, you're not the star quarterback. Far, far from it. 
And when I went to Shaler High School, class of 78, I was friends with the star quarterback. Joe Massa was his name, by the way. So you're way off base. Don't play the star, Junior. If both of us were in the same sports bar, a lot more people would recognize me. And then Zach tweets, Everyone has bugged me for months to clown Mark Madden. You're welcome, Mark. And I replied, What's that's the best you can do? I took you apart, and you're still a second stringer. I knew I had nothing to fear. And that's the funny thing is that these guys will, you know, tweet at me or tweet at whoever, and they think they won the exchange just because they're the big famous athlete. Zach Banner will be out of the league in a couple years. He barely gets on the field. He's living off that pop he gets from being the tackle eligible. Oh, and he, he tweeted uh, about the star QB thing. For the first time in your career, you're right. I wasn't the star QB. I was the five-star offensive tackle. Leave me alone, Mark. You don't want this smoke. Congrats on having a friend, by the way. To which I replied, don't want this smoke? Ha! You have zero chance of talking me. You were better off when you threatened to hit me. For a five-star offensive tackle, you sure can't get on the field now, but you'll always have high school. Was that five stars out of ten? So I just butchered the guy. And the single most prescient thing I said in that whole exchange was, what, you can tell a joke, but you can't take a joke? Because that's how athletes are. They can give, but they can't take. Zach Banner technically threatened me, but I'm not concerned. I've seen him block. And if he tried to hit me, he'd probably whiff. That eligible receiver pop is giving Banner a big head, but it's the only pop he's ever going to get. That will be the height of his fame in pro football. Write it down. You heard it here. Some people get mad when I tweak the athletes, but most people love it. They do. Most people don't revere the athletes anymore. The athletes have shown their ass far too often. Now, on the bright side of Twitter, I forgot to mention this. A couple days ago, uh, David Coverdale, the White Snake singer, uh, responded to one of my tweets. So, see, Zach... I have more than one friend, not just the quarterback in high school, but David Coverdale, too. Speaking of quarterbacks, Tom Brady is making TB12 brand determination hoodies. That's what it says here. They're called determination hoodies. They carry the inscription, if you don't believe in yourself, why is anybody else going to believe in you? Unquote. Wow. That's worthy of Confucius. The only phrase I've ever heard that packs more wisdom is, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Or maybe, thought you'd never miss me till I got a Fat City address. Uh, here's a headline online for a Post-Gazette column today by Ron Cook. No room for racism. That's the headline. No room for racism. Wow, that's taking a bold stand. Uh, Cookie's a real good writer. He didn't write that headline. I want to talk more about the potential uh, comeback of sports here just for a second before we get to Mark Caballi. Gary Bettman was on Fox today, the NHL commissioner. He said that hockey is prepared to play into the summer. That probably means nothing, but he and the other commissioners are on that panel for Trump to uh, bring back more normalcy. And you know Trump wants sports back ASAP. The problem is... Like I said, the goalposts keep moving. Everybody quotes this Harvard study that says no big gatherings till 2022. 
But there's an Israeli study that says there's a pattern with the virus. It peaks in a given area in about six weeks and starts to dissipate after eight weeks. I like that study better. The problem is it doesn't create fear. Fear is how we get controlled. Dr. Fauci said sports can only return this summer uh, with no fans and the players sequestered in hotels. Well, I like it. Go for it. Up next, it's going to be our steel. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. First, the stage. Uh, hey, Mark, love the stuff. I'll be here for you, just like you've always been here for me. VX at 105.9. It's time for your daily dose of Steeler Draft Talk with the Steelers Draft Report. Joining me now to discuss... He covers the Steelers for the Athletic.com. He is our good friend Mark Cabali. Uh, Mark, it's tough to do draft talk, isn't it, when the Steelers have just one pick out of the first 100. Uh, you don't see much talk about pick number 49 on national TV. <laughs> no, nah, all the mock drafts where they do the first round, you don't even get a good look of what some of the national guys are seeing or thinking right now, which is uh, – kind of interesting when they do expand it into that second round of where the Steelers might go in their eyes. But you know what, Mark, I guess if there was any season not to have any picks or not to have a first-round pick, it would be this year. I mean, think about it. If there is any sort of issues with the first round of draft and how they have to do it remotely right now, the Steelers just sit back and wait till they figure out the kinks and go about it on the second round. So I guess that's one small benefit of not having a first-round pick. Now, let's get this out the way. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. projects the Steelers to take <laughs> Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma quarterback, at uh, pick number 49. I hear you chuckling, and, and I laughed out loud myself. There's just no way that's going to happen, is there? No, I mean, it makes zero sense at all. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess people figure it happened with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson a couple of years ago, but you know, first of all, Flacco was where you know he was done. He was already out the door. His, his his career was over with the Ravens. Plus, Baltimore had to make a change as well. They had to change everything they did about their offense. I just can't see the Steelers doing that. Plus, you're taking a guy that is not a very accurate passer, to be honest with you, right now, and just trying to make him into a. You know, already, Mark. I think we've talked about this already, probably too much already, because it's a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. Let's let's move take. on to who they might take <laughs> at pick number forty nine, because I would take a running back, but I bet the Steelers take an edge rusher. Uh, where do you weigh in? What will they prioritize? 
Whew. See, that's what makes this draft a little bit difficult because they are at 49 right now. Because in, in years past, we could probably assume or get a good feel of where what they're looking at in the first round through need and who's going to be there. And you can, you know, figure out, you know, the top 20 picks, so this guy will be here. When you get to 49, you have to throw that all out the window. I mean, truly, if they ever go with the best available athlete, it's going to have to be this year. And I think they're going to have to play the board and see who's left, then approach it from there. I don't think they can go in like they did last year and say, you know what, we need an inside linebacker, so we have to move up 10 spots. We'll give up a first-round pick. We'll give up our third-round pick, and we'll go get him because we need that guy, and that guy's going to be there. You just don't know how that's going to fall right now. But if everybody's available, if there's one at each position available at 49, I just think that they're going to go wide receiver just for the fact that I think the value is going to be so high at that 49 position when you got 10, 12 different wide receivers potentially going in that first and second round and having really, really high-quality players who can make a difference at the next level falling into that 49 spot, the Steelers are going to say, you know what, we might not really need a wide receiver, but this guy's going to be too good to pass up. I think that ultimately how it's going to fall here. But, uh, you know, it's tough when you get to that 49 spot too as well. That edge rusher dry up real quickly. And if you get like Josh Uchi from uh, Michigan, maybe he'll fall into that spot. If he gets taken before that, then all of a sudden the edge rushers dry up and there's nobody there for you. Then you have to look somewhere else. So my my thing is I would go with a wide receiver because I think the value is just going to be too great at that position to pass up at the 29. Well, that, that sounds logical, uh, Kaboom. And when I look at the receivers that might be available at number 49, the one that jumps out to me is Michael Pittman from – from yeah. Southern Cal because he's 6'4", he's a big target. You throw him in the mix with Ebron, and that's the kind of receiving core Ben would really like. Uh, what do you think of Pittman? Will he be there, and who else do you like? He very well could be there at 49, and I think I mocked him at one of them at maybe a couple weeks ago at 49. The Steelers taking him big, talented, uh, maybe not as fast as you think he can be. I mean, he didn't have a great 40-yard dash, but you know, he's everything like you said goes up and gets combat catches. Plus, you know, you can't underestimate the fact that he has a, a lineage of uh, you know pro football in his blood. You know what I'm saying? With the, his dad playing for the Buccaneers, Michael Pittman Sr. And you know how much the Steelers like that. There's a guy that you know he he could you could look back and say, wow, wow, how in the world did he fall to 49 in a couple of years? Guy like TCU's Jalen Rager, he's a little bit. You know, raw, but he has potential to be a very, very good wide receiver in the next level, too. But there's just so many of them right at that spot. I mean, even K.J. Hamler from Penn State, a different type of guy, but maybe somebody the Steelers will like because he's smaller, faster, maybe fits in with what Matt Canada brings to the table with, you know, some of the jet sweeps, some of the motions, and a different type of wide receiver. So, there's a bunch of different guys there that have different skill sets that if the Steelers really want a guy to, you know, produce right away or at least have a role right away, they can do that with, you know, a number of guys. And I think Rager, Pittman, and uh, Hamler are three guys that you have to, you know, circle and say that, that they could be the Steelers' choices at 49. 
Now, what about uh, if they do look at an edge rush? You mentioned uh, Josh Uche from Michigan. Uh, Mike Pursuta was on the show yesterday. He likes uh, Bradley and I from, from Utah. Uh, what say you about edge rush? And might I add that I think Pursuta prefers Unai over <laughs> Uche because Uche is from Michigan. Oh, that that's, that's goes without saying right there. But, you know, it, it's once again, there's all these question marks with all of this just for the fact that if Bud Dupree's in their long-term plans, do you want to move forward with a edge rusher in the second round where you can get a playmaking running back, playmaking receiver with a guy which you're hoping would fill in if Bud Dupree or T.J. Watt gets hurt? So you would have to. I, I, I agree, Kaboom. But let me let me interrupt. What if they don't plan to move forward with Dupree because they're going to give T.J. Watt a big money deal next year? Maybe they don't feel they can do that and sign Dupree also. We'll put it this way: they use their 49th overall pick on a edge rusher. I think we pretty much know what their thoughts are. You're not going to pick a second round guy just to be a <laughs> rotational guy, right? I just don't. You know, like I said, they're in that no man's land at 49 where there's a couple edge rushers, like you said. Uh, but after that, I mean, you're either going to have to get them early or you might as well just wait till late and get somebody as a backup right now. See, I don't see there's a problem, even if they do move on from Dupree after the season, maybe address that next year. And, you know, you got a guy that can maybe produce, have a stopgap type of guy where they seem to, to do in free agency at times to bring him in and have him play a year until that guy. So Ed Rusher, although it looks like, you know, you could use him, I just don't think the value's there where they, a guy can be able to come in and produce right away. It's going to take a couple years, and he's going to be a special teams guy when you get to that third, fourth round pick unless you really hit lightning in a bottle. So I would probably stay away from that position. We're talking to Mark Cabali of TheAthletic.com. The Steelers draft report is brought to us by Giant Eagle and by West Liberty University. Discover the hilltop at westliberty.edu. Uh, we, we talked about running backs earlier. Who do you like at running back? Who might be there? I've been talking about Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin and uh, Clyde edwards Lair from uh, Louisiana State. And, boy, they are diametrically opposite in terms of style, but they're both big timers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I bet you the Steelers would love to know what type of, uh, you know, have a better grasp on what James Conner's 2020 season can be because if he can stay healthy, which is obviously a big if, and you can't go into the season assuming he's going to be, you know, healthy. Um, but if he was, I wouldn't even worry about running back because I think Conner's good enough to be a top 10, 15 running back if he can actually stay healthy. But, yeah, but he's I mean, going to get hurt. He just Ozzie. is. It happens. I mean, it's only, I mean, he's got hurt. I mean, it's been different injuries. I guess that's the, the thought now. Is at least it hasn't been the reoccurring one. He had hamstring. I mean, what was it? Hamstring, shoulder, knee, quad, shoulder again, ankle. I mean, it's just too much to, to go into a season saying, okay, he's going to stay healthy. But answer question is, I'm, I, I like Jonathan Taylor, but I'm, I'm backing off a little bit now, Mark, because I look at those 980 to 1,000 touches in college, and that just worries me. I mean, that guy might be washed up by year one or two in the NFL. I know he 
you know, he, he was pretty healthy and pretty dynamic in college, but you really want to spend that high of a draft pick on a guy that has a thousand touches in college, a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who might be going before that from Ohio State, not nearly as much. My thought would be the LSU guy, which hilarious because he brings a different dynamic. Say James Conner does stay healthy. That means you can still use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as that third down back, that change of pace guy, that Matt Canada back, that type of thing just to give different looks immediately. And if then Connor, you know, craps the bed again, then you can move forward next year with a power guy like Benny Snell, then have that compliment in Edwards-Hilaire too. So that's why I would probably lean more towards him at this point if he's around at that point. Then Taylor, I just, I mean, we're talking about 300 carries or darn close to 300 carries every single year of his career in Wisconsin. That just makes me a little weary. Now, uh, is, is signing uh, LaShawn McCoy a legit option to share time with Connor, or is that uh, a media invention? No, I'm, I honestly, about a month or so ago, I put together like 10 different players where the Steelers could possibly sign as on the cheap, I mean, very cheap. And one of the guys I thought about was Shady McCoy, maybe to be a guy who's sort of a role model. I mean, obviously he has ties with Pittsburgh and that facility and Tomlin and the organization and everything like that. But if you can get him coming in, and if you don't make any pick in the draft and you just go how you, with the guys you have right now, I think you have to bring somebody in. I don't see why it's a bad idea to bring him in for, you know, if it's two years, $4 million, make it a really a one-year deal type of thing for a guy that can mentor some of the younger guys and a guy could, you know, take a couple carries here and there. I guess it's not a bad idea, but with those guys like that who have been so accomplished, you just have to ask yourself, are they willing to come and pay play for a million bucks? All those guys don't want to, they all want to play. But when you say, hey, you're only worth a million bucks, and I was getting paid whatever I was getting paid, $8 million a year in Philly and Buffalo, sometimes they balk at that idea. So now I don't think it's going to matter one way or another, but I think they do, it would behoove them to bring in a veteran guy if they don't, you know, address it in the draft because, you know, we're talking about Kareth White. We're talking about, you know, I don't even Benny Snell. These are young, young guys. Even Connors, mid twenty, younger guys. So, but I'm sure. I mean, guys like Carlos Hyde are out there. If you were probably better, and probably doesn't cost much more than that. So, I would say it's a long shot, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Now we've mentioned running back. We've mentioned uh, edge rusher. We've mentioned wide receiver. After those three positions, what is the Steelers' biggest hole? Uh, probably inside linebacker. That's a that's a pretty significant hole right there. Because I mean, I just want I'm just keep asking myself: Is there more to this mark? I mean, right now you don't have a nose tackle. I mean, at least a legitimate nose tackle like Hargrave, and you don't really have a second linebacker either. I mean, you got Vince Williams, but his snaps were cut in half last year for a reason. And you got the other two guys who have combined one career defensive snap. So you can't rely on that. So you got Devin Bush, you got no nose tackle. 
what is it really planned here? I mean, are they going to do a, a ton more sub package stuff where there is only two defensive linemen, make a guy, you know, more, uh, you know, bring a guy in or make a Terrell Edmonds a box type of guy and just do some crazy schemes here where you don't use nose tackles, you don't use two inside linebackers. I don't know, but it, it just it just doesn't make sense right now with the roster they have together put together right now of where direction they're going to go in. However, you got Devin Bush and you got basically nothing else. You would think that you need to make a move there somewhere right there. And that's a position you could probably get in the you know third round. You know, be honest with you, that's maybe a position you can get in the second round. That 49th pick, Willie, Willie Gay, I don't know if you want another one of those, but this one's a little bigger and he plays a different position. He could be available there with the 49th overall pick or a couple other guys there where you can fit him in their inside linebacker. But, you know, if Devin Bush gets injured, what are you going to do? So you would think that something's in the mix of they have to either bring somebody in after the draft or address that within the first round or two of that draft. And finally, Kaboom, uh, this has nothing to do with the draft necessarily, but uh, who's going to start on the offensive line? Uh, they sign Wisniewski. I think they just plop him in for Foster, but I bet they move Filer and start uh, Chooks at right tackle. Uh, which way do you think they're leaning? Whew. I, I, see, I think they brought in – I think they're going to give Wisniewski the, all the opportunity to win the left guard spot at first. He's going to have to fail – for them to make that move because I really don't think that you know how it is. The Steelers don't really like to make two moves to solve one problem. I mean, Matt Fowler was a pretty doggone good right tackle for, you know, first year playing the entire year last year. Plus, he's going to be really your only tackle under contract next year. I mean, he's unrestricted, but you would think that they would sign him. With Villanueva being 32 years old, do you want to then mess with that? I think they leave Filer at tackle. Hope Wesnewski can um, win that job. If not, at least they have some options right now where they could move Filer into inside and have Banner or Chooks battle out for the other tackle spot. But like I said, it, a veteran guy like Wesnewski who's been around, showed he can win places, they didn't bring him in, you know, just to have him sit on the bench. I think they want him to start. He's just going to show you that he can't start. Then they'll start moving people around. That's my thought. Well, Kaboom, I hope you're right because that's exactly what I would do. Thanks a lot for taking the time and enjoy the draft. All right. Take it easy, Mark. That's Mark Caballi. Uh, the Steelers draft report brought to us by Giant Eagle and West Liberty University. Discover the Hilltop at westliberty.edu. And Giant Eagle, i got to get one of your pumpkin pies sooner and not later. 412-333-9939. There's been a As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Not like the voiceless. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just a thought. What, what the hell are you talking about? The X at 105.9. Here's the uh, latest pandemic update as it uh, pertains to sports. As I mentioned, Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, was on Fox this morning and his exact quote is quote my guess at this point is we're probably going to be playing into the summer which is something that we can certainly do unquote uh bettman is on that panel that trump has to try to figure out how to get normalcy started and when to do it sounds to me like trump wants sports to start even if it does mean playing in empty arenas speaking to which dr fauci said that sports can come back this summer with no fans and with the players sequestered in hotels under quarantine. Whether or not the players are willing to do that, I don't know, but uh, they better. It's their job. And uh, this just in, the Vice President Mike Pence were on a conference call, was on a conference call with uh, various college sports, uh, actually to be specific, the College Football Playoff Management Committee. And uh, basically the decision reached is that there will be no college football until students are on campus. Which means, well, that's September. You're not going to start practicing until you know the kids are going to be back at school. I don't know. I don't know where that leaves college football. But that's the latest development with that sport. Coast to Coast brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. And by the Ford King, Richard Bazzi's Schultz Ford in Wexford, Harmerville, and now location in the South Hills. Uh, There's apparently new reports of corruption as opposed to the old reports. With international soccer, there's always corruption, but there's apparently new reports of corruption regarding how Qatar got the Men's Soccer World Cup in 2022. And there's a report that because of the corruption, the 2022 World Cup might be moved to the United States. Wow, just in time for the big crowds to come back. Or if COVID-19 is still a problem, just call soccer an essential business and run the whole shebang out of Florida. Uh, The Tour de France has not been canceled after all. It was reported yesterday that it is, but it's been postponed, rescheduled. So Team Panzer from Germany still remains the heavy favorite. Uh, They've been known to get through France in a heck of a hurry. Uh, 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, Kabali was interesting talking about the draft. 
He thinks they're going to go wide receiver just because of the plethora of talent available at wide receiver in this year's draft. And uh, as we mentioned yesterday, seven might go in the first round. 25 might go in the first uh, four rounds. And uh, a lot of those below uh, that won't get picked in the first round are first-round talents that will drop just because, well, just because. There's so many wide receivers that are good that are of that caliber, and not every team needs one. So uh, I keep coming back to Michael Pittman. If you gave Ben Roethlisberger uh, two big targets with Eric Ebron, who's 6'4", and Michael Pittman, who's 6'4", Juju's a big target, boy, that would give Ben a heck of a selection. But then you rely on an awful lot on James Conner, which is why I would sign Shady McCoy. Would he play for the veteran minimum? Well, if it's either that or not play at all, it would depend on how much Shady loves football. It would be great to see him back here, though. He's had a heck of a career. He was a heck of a talent when he was at Pitt, and uh, good guy, real good guy. Up next, today's not only the anniversary of Hillsborough and the Titanic sinking, but maybe the biggest event in American sports history happened on this day to 1947. We'll talk about it in 30 seconds here on 105.9 X. So, want to see the ex-staff tip a few back and display their alarming lack of knowledge about song lyrics? Gosh, I'm going to go with an easier one because I'm afraid for Russ. Can I have like a participant award or something? <laughs> yeah, you get- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 